Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series. I'm Carrie Murphy. It is a bright, beautiful, brilliant new day, and it is such a blessing and an honor to be here with all of you. Uh, so welcome to our Sacred Circle and Unity community, uh, divinely designed to provide energetic empowerment for your soul's evolution and also to purify your voice, your vessel, and your vision so that you can speak, embody, and envision the highest potentials for you and your soul's journey. Uh, I want to ex extend a bright and a very beautiful good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you tuning in uh, from around the world to help me welcome a certified intuitive energy reader, certified dog trainer, pet intuitive. Uh, Denise is back. Denise Monge is here to talk about this is going to be a beautiful uh, conversation and combination, primordial cells, Palladians, and your pets. Um, we're going to take some live callers later, so press star 2 on your phone for that. Um, Denise can provide live readings. You know, we'll, we'll tell you how to do that. Very specific questions about your pets. Um, we'll get into that later. So welcome home. Beautiful souls. This is your safe haven, a sacred space and a soulful sanctuary to feel like, um, you're really at home with soul family. Uh, it's my greatest intention that you feel an unwavering sense of acceptance, safety, belonging and oneness here. Uh, the energies and the qualities of cooperation, collaboration, kindness, and compassion always flowing here. Um, and I feel like when we come together and we commit to sort of a joint intention, we help each other in choosing daily soulful generosity toward ourselves and others and in committing to pure purposeful living and aligning our choices and our voices with grace and honesty and truth and integrity. And in this way, we step into our roles as luminous light leaders and new earth navigators. So may today's journey with myself and Denise, illuminate and ignite unique cosmic gifts and remembrances and stellar treasures for you. And now just sit back, relax, breathe, open, and receive. Uh, we're so grateful that you found your way here today. And now my favorite question, what is the best that could happen today with Denise, myself, all of you? Uh, please set a clear intention for what you wish to experience or gain or receive. Uh, my intention with our journey is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the greatest and purest openings into peace healing, harmonization, and purification. Uh, you're welcome to write in. Let us know how you're doing in the webcast if you've joined us that way. And now let me tell you about Denise, and we'll dive in. Uh, Denise is a certified dog trainer and pet intuitive. After a decade of working at some of the most prestigious advertising agencies in New York City, Denise left Madison Avenue to work with pets and their humans, eventually creating her own mindful pet lifestyle brand called Pet Prana. Combining traditional training techniques with energetic considerations of pet guardianship, her work highlights how everyday interactions with our pets have the power to transform us. Her proprietary system, it provides a roadmap to how your pet's behaviors can give you specific insight into the transformation that is ready to happen and take place, uh, including habits, beliefs, and patterns to release so that you and your pet can vibe higher. 
Uh, think of it as self-help for your pet's sake. Uh, through Pet Prana, Denise offers best-in-show pet training classes, one-of-a-kind courses on the energetic aspects of pet guardianship, remote animal communication sessions, and free resources. And her articles have been featured uh, in many publications, you know, spanning topics on pet guardianship to conscious living. Uh, she's been on numerous radio shows and podcasts. She's sat on expert panels. She's been a featured speaker on keynote uh, stages. And she actually received her BS from Boston University, uh, her dog trainer certification from Animal Behavior College, and her certified intuitive reader energy uh, through top experts in the field. And so, Again, we're talking about, very excited about this combo, primordial cells, Palladians, and pets. Uh, it said that the Palladian star system is the cosmic gateway for souls to embody here on Earth. And as such, we share not only a karmic connection, but a biological one as well, stored within our eight primordial cells. We're going to get into that. So today you're going to learn how the Pleiadians and our pets are helping us take ownership over the process of personal growth and transformation at a cellular level as we remember how to work with our own biology and unleash these multidimensional centers. Because when we do, we can vibe higher and so can our pets. So we're going to also talk about the significance of the number eight and its relationship to the egg of life, uh, the universal themes that our primordial cells hold, um, how Lemuria mirrors the eight primordial cells, and the process of multidimensional evolution. Uh, clearly a lot to explore today, so let's <laughs> dive in. Please join me in extending waves and waves of love, light, and joy to Denise as I welcome her back. Hi, beautiful. Hello, dearest Carrie. Thank you so much for welcoming me and kind of setting the stage for our discussion. Um, the Pleiadians and our pets have been chatty, and they've been bringing in a lot of information online. Um, and it's all really exciting. I think at our core, it's true that we all resonate with a no, but when it's presented um, in kind of a new platform in new ways, we're able to absorb it again. Um, so I can't wait to kind of dig in and, and talk about what's been coming through. <laughs> when I saw the topic title, I was like, oh, okay. So we're <laughs> – I mean, this is a very unique um, trio here, you know, combining the Pleiadians, our pets, the primordial cells. So first let's just talk about the basics here, our connection to the Pleiades uh, star system. Yeah. Um, and this galactic energy. So when did all of this information come in for you? So this is so interesting. Um, this notion of the primordial cells have been floating in my consciousness probably for about a year now, but it was really around Lionsgate this year on August 8th that it all kind of hit me and solidified. Um, you know, and it's interesting the way these things happen, right? Um, I've been, I, I knew it was kind of in my space, and that's usually how I pick up on information. Like, it's floating around, I'm acclimating to it, and then all of a sudden, boom, it hits like a download. Mm -hmm. And so I've been kind of holding on, trying to, you know, reach for the information. And then on August 8th, I was at the beach. Uh, my two nephews had surf lessons, and they had another, you know, two friends with them. We had the family dog there. And so I was there, and I, you know, I'm very much more of a playmate than an aunt. So, you know, at the end of their surf lesson, we're running around on the beach, throwing, you know, sand balls at each other, chasing each other down, laughing. Like, I was I was like an eight-year-old boy at that point. 
And it was just so joyful and so beautiful. And on my walk back home on the beach, all of this information hit, and it just poured out of me. So mm. it's, it's really that beautiful reminder of, number one, the power of eight, the power of, you know, that, that lion's gate energy, but also the power of letting things go and being joyful and just really being in the moment, trusting that when the information is ready to hit, it will. We don't have to stress about it. Yeah. Um, I just think it's fascinating. I mean, we talk about the Pleiadian star system here a lot, and that was the the first star system that I uh, rediscovered a connection with after my near-death, yeah. you know, in 1997. So I, I think what people may be wondering, uh, you know, if they know you as a pet intuitive, okay, yeah. what do our pets have to do with the Pleiades? Perfect question. And so with the Pleiadians and our, our energy with the Pleiades, um, our connection is palpable. A lot of us feel this really beautiful connection to the Pleiades star system, to the Pleiadians, and that's no accident, right? Because the Pleiadian star system is actually the closest one to us in, in the galaxy. It's only 444 light years away. And how's that for beautiful, you know, angel number or numerology? Mm-hmm. And the beauty of the, the Pleiadian star system is that they're very close to us, and they're home to a consciousness of, you know, the Pleiadians. And the Pleiadians, because they are close to us, even genetically and kind of from an evolutionary standpoint, they're very familiar with emotions. They're very familiar with what it's like to live in joy, to have the triumphs, um, to experience life as an emotional being. And that being the case, they understand us. They know how to work with the emotions. They know how to speak in terms of the emotions. And so it's very natural that as anyone who's a pet parent knows or has a passion for pets or animals in the wild, animals work with our emotions. They open our hearts. They help us clear through emotions and emotional clutter. And so in that way, they're very connected to the Pleiadians. The Pleiadians and the pets both work with us through our emotions to up-level and become more multidimensional. And to add even more reason why so many of us are are, um, connected to the Pleiadian energy and consciousness is our cellular structures. Many cultures out there maintain that the Pleiadians actually seeded their DNA in our own cellular structures. Mm -hmm. And that's where the primordial cells come in. So not only do we have a connection with the Pleiadian star system and the Pleiadians because they're closest to us in the galaxy, but we also have that karmic connection where we understand emotions and we work together. Um, and we also have that biological connection where their DNA is actually in our primordial cells. What's interesting, though, is that you're also sharing that those primordial cells, you know, that we have, that our animals also share them. They do. So these eight primordial cells to level set, um, and I'm, just to kind of set the tone of the conversation, I always like to say, you know, this is not going to be a scientific discussion. Um, no one is more surprised than me that the Palladians have brought through, you know, biological and cellular dis- discussions or even numerology to me. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I fantastically failed chemistry, biology, all sciences, and math. So rest assured that I will speak about it in conceptual and simple terms. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, to level set on, on the, uh, our biological connection, the primordial cells, we all have eight primordial cells, and that includes our animal companions. And the eight primordial cells inform our energetic, our emotional, and our biological experiences here on Earth. Um, the first four primordial cells 
share imprints with your biological parents, and it dictates our earthbound karma, right? So it dictates our looks, our cultural gifts, any traumas associated with our cultural experience. It informs our health, our perception of being safe in this world, and it also informs our emotional predisposition for navigating relationships with people, with abundance, with our environment, with our relationship with food. And so these four primordial cells are based on your physical lineage, your location, and your historical context. These are what the Pleiadians have called the earthbound primordial cells. Now there's a second set of four primordial cells, and these hold your unique karmic overlay with the vibrational possibilities that are available to you, right? So these are the cells that are going to inform the gifts you bring to the table, the talents you have, your interests and the potential and purpose work for what you're ready to do here on Earth, what it is that you can transform, contribute, shift, and how. So they, they refer to this almost as your soul's blueprint or your soul's anime. Um, and these, the Pleiadians, called your multidimensional primordial cells. So in essence, for each of the four primordial cells that are grounded in our Earth plane, we have four corresponding primordial cells that hold a multidimensional version of it. And so what they are, the reason they're bringing it online right now is they're giving us tools and technologies so that we can remember how to alchemize and merge them into the spiritual, emotional, and physical level um, mm -hmm. so that we can activate a more multidimensional experience. Yes. And so what I'm feeling people may be wondering is what does that have to do with the pets? Right. So the, the beauty of the primordial cells are these eight primordial cells inform everything. All cells, all our DNA are informed from these primordial cells. These primordial cells also inform our emotional layer, which is our chakra system, right? So these eight primordial cells inform, you know, the balance of each chakra, how they're spinning, you know, what, what's kind of going on, which are blocked, which are open. And so that informs our emotional experience. And that's where our pets come in. Our pets also have these eight primordial cells and the same uh, major seven chakras, and they're influenced by our emotional experience as well. So in mirroring our biology and our emotional centers, they're part of our experience. They help reflect back how we're doing, um, you know, as we're working to up-level and clear the clutter. And they help kind of um, inform our emotional space. You know, are we happy? Do we feel a sense of belonging and unconditional love? So they're very, um, very key and critical to the process and this whole notion of our biology informing our emotional experiences, which are all informed by the multidimensional link to the Pleiadian stars. Wow, I love it. I love it. This is... Um... This is layered. <laughs> this is layered. It is definitely um, layered. And one yes. thing that's, that's interesting is, you know, we all are really familiar with the chakra system, right? And so that becomes a very solid jumping off point. And the reason why um, the Pleiadians and a lot of our, quote, unquote, ascended masters and teachers have used the chakra system to help us explain energy and our energetic experiences and how to shift them from, you know, different limiting beliefs to more up-leveled limiting beliefs, we became very familiar with this because we're emotional beings. We understand emotions. We understand how to alchemize emotions. Mm -hmm. So now we've layered in more of the physical part 
Because as these emotional beings, we always, you know, uh, most of us tend to escape the body. We don't want to be in the body. We want to be playing in the ethers and the universe exploring, you know, around us. These eight primordial cells help us get back into our physical body and create alchemy there. And because the Palladians and the Palladian stars, um, you know, seeded our cells with DNA, there's that whole ripple through effect, right? Anything that happens in our cellular structures ripples through into our emotional body, into our mental body, and creates a more multidimensional experience for us. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to share with the audience, um, you've talked about it when you've been with us before, but, you know, the unique style of, of uh, your work when you're working with pets, because you're not just a a traditional pet trainer, you know, as a pet intuitive, you know, I love what you do in terms of helping people identify, you know, just the pathways to um, transformation through their pets and their behaviors. Before we go further into the primordial cells, can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. So, you know, um, different dog trainers take different approaches to working with their pets. And when I left advertising and I decided I wanted to become a dog trainer, I became disillusioned very quickly because it felt like I was just bossing around pets. And for me, that wasn't interesting. And I was actually at the point where I was about to drop out of dog training and go back into advertising. And then the animals started communicating with me. And so before I'd even approach, um, you know, a client or, you know, a, a new appointment, I'd already start getting information from our animal companions or the pets that I was going to be training about what was going on in the human's life. And mm-hmm. so I started realizing that a lot of the pet behaviors that I was helping manage and train all had some similar energetic components to them. So I noticed, for example, that with on-leash reactivity, whenever the dog was barking on leash or, you know, shy or anxious on leash, on leash usually there was something going on with the human's first chakra, right? Because the first chakra has to do with the sense of security and safety and grounding and tethering. And so, um, you know, what I started realizing is whenever an animal is reflecting back the imbalances in the humans through, you know, um, the on-leash reactivity, odds are something's going on in the first chakra. And it might be that they are in between jobs or maybe they didn't feel very secure in their relationship. You know, the next set of behaviors I started noticing more and more was separation anxiety. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so interesting. Every time there's separation anxiety, the human talks to me about, you know, um, codependent relationships with her partner or, you know, Mm -hmm. feelings of abandonment. You know, like if I'm not present at the office, if I'm not always at work, I'm going to be forgotten. And I was like, well, that's a really interesting mirroring between separation anxiety and the second chakra, which is all about the myth of separation, and also balancing our needs with others. So what Mm -hmm. I created with Pet Prana was a process called Translating Beyond Behavior, where I map out common pet behaviors to the human chakras. That way, we can truly get to the bottom of the energy that's at work and at the core of why our pet is acting a certain way. Um, Because when we can do the traditional training, but then also move past the energetic themes that are presenting themselves in our lives, then Mm -hmm. we can move past the behavior, our life shifts, and when we vibe higher, so can our pet. So, you know, as a a dog (laughs) trainer, I already had this layering of the dog's physical behavior with the human chakras. 
Um, so I think you, you said it well. My work and my connection with the Palladians has all been about incremental layering. Like mm -hmm. you get that, okay, we're going to add on another layer. You got that, we're going to add on another layer. And we're just ready to, you know, have more multidimensional conversations now. I love it. I love it. So what have you noticed? We're going to talk about your special offer later because you're doing a whole class on this and um, intuitive readings and all kinds of things. But mm -hmm. with this additional component, Denise, mm -hmm. um, from the Pleiadians, how have you noticed that impacting um, your clients and their pets mm -hmm. in a different way? Mm -hmm. So it's been huge because when we work with the, with the primordial cells, we don't have to wait for change to happen because they're so they're so primal you know they're so basic basic and they're the basis of everything else and they influence everything else when we understand and we can alchemize them it kind of creates an immediate shift and it's that ripple effect through your physical your emotional and it opens you up to multidimensional. and so the beauty of it is as we deal with the primordial cells we're looking at similar themes um, because the same way that I work with the Palladians to link specific pet behaviors with our human chakras, the Palladians have shown me this technology in the system where we link different Palladian stars to our human chakras, to our pet's behaviors, and to the corresponding primordial cells. And across mm -hmm. all of these layers, there's always a common theme. So the first theme that comes through in this course and our work with the primordial cells, the Pleiadians, and our pets is the theme of safety, right? It's that, that going from, you know, the notion of simply feeling safe to actually being your own safe haven. That's the multidimensional version of that, of that belief, of that energy, of that energetic frequency. And this first theme of safety is linked to two stars in the Pleiadian system. It's linked to Alcyone, and it's also linked to um, the source star of Pleione and Atlas, who happen to be the Pleiadian sisters' uh, parents. Mm -hmm. It's linked to the first and the eighth primordial cells, but it's also linked to the first and our Earth star chakra. And our pet behavior linked to the theme of safety is leash reactivity, resource guarding, and marking. So although these themes, these concepts of the primordial cells, how to work with them might feel a bit nebulous at this point. We have very specific starting points within each that help us understand what theme is at play and how we can shift it, which chakras we focus on, which primordial cells, and even which pet's behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what leads to change, alchemy, transformation, mm -hmm. um, for for everyone involved and mm -hmm. you know i just i i've always thought it was so fascinating your approach and it makes so much sense um how our pets do mirror um what's going on with us in their behaviors mm -hmm. and then just to add this this other component this multi-dimensional mm -hmm. component you know it's 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 right in line with this kind of community yeah. <laughs> so wow and it's really uh, a testament to this community and the work we've done, right? Because if we talked about 10 years ago, how our pets mirror our behaviors through our chakras, there would be, right. that would feel pretty far out, right? But today we say that and everyone's head nods. It's like, oh, yes, of course. Yes, I, I know that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's one of those really um, 
it, it shows how far we've come and how we're not abandoning any of the tools that we've adopted and used and become so familiar with. We're just adding on a new multidimensional layer. Yes. Well, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's what we focus on here is evolution, multidimensional mm -hmm. evolution. And so this just lines up with that so beautifully. I do want to talk about um, Lemuria because you're bringing Lemuria yeah. into the, the whole discussion as well and how Lemuria mirrors these eight primordial cells as well. Yeah. So dive so into that. Was, yeah, this was actually one of the first ways that the Palladians explained to me this whole notion of cellular up-leveling and cellular evolution through the eight primordial cells. Mm. Um, the way that they explained it to me is I was just sitting, um, you know, at the beach again. I do love my beach. And I drew these symbols. And I'd never seen them before. And I just put an arrow to one. And I said, Lemuria, question mark, and the other one, Telos, question mark. Um, and then I kind of left it at that. I was just kind of sitting with it. I didn't know what in the world that might have to do with eight primordial cells, Pleiades, or our pets. And then they, they brought it full circle. And so the Pleiadians actually were founders of Lemuria, which that's how we speak about it. The way that they referred to it was actually as the land of, of Mu. And so the reason they called it the land of Mu versus Lemuria as we think it is because it was actually made up of two different planes that merged together in that ocean between California and Japan. One plane was called Lemuria, and the other plane was called Telos. And mm -hmm. so it was interesting because as I kind of was Googling the Pleiades, the Kabbalah symbol for the Pleiades came up, and it actually was included within those two symbols of Lemuria and Telos that came through. So I was like, okay, there's about any validation I need. Mm -hmm. And so the land of Mu, you know, when those planes were combined, is what we would consider heaven on earth, right? It was a space in which dual planes met and overlaid and created this multidimensional experience that was idyllic in every sense of the word. Um, and just as polarized planes can kind of come together and merge, as Lemuria and Telos did to create the land of Mu, they also can separate. And so at that point, the Pleiadians, you know, decided that, you know, we're going to separate and decouple these two planes. The plane of Lemuria is going to go above Mount Fuji in Japan, and the plane of Telos is going to go under Mount Shasta in, in um, the west coast of the United States. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting because that allowed us to really kind of experience and tap into the different energy of each plane. If we tap into the energy of the plane of Lemuria and even the energy of Mount Fuji, it's more feminine, it's more ethereal. If anybody's been to Japan and to Mount Fuji, you know they call it the Shy Mountain because you might be right at its base and it disappears. You can't see it. So there's this really interesting ethereal faith in, in the unseen. If anybody's been to Mount Shasta and experienced the energy of Telos, it's a lot more masculine, and it's a lot more grounded and earthbound, right? Um, mm -hmm. There's a, a sense of, of groundedness, of gravitas, and a lot of people around the town of Shasta say that they actually see Lemurians walking around town. So it does feel closer in to our 3D, 4D experience. And so what's right. really interesting about decoupling the land of Mu into these two planes is that from what I understand, it was in Lemuria that the Pleiadians decided to seed our DNA, 
with that same polarity in our four earthbound primordial cells and our four multidimensional versions of the primordial cells. Um, because it mirrors the energy of the land of, of the Lemurian plane and then the earthbound cells mirror the energy of the plane of Telos. And in that, we, we contain that notion of heaven and earth and paradise within our body as yes. well. And mm -hmm. we're learning to bring it back together to assimilate, to have it merge in vibrational frequency of homeostasis. Yes, that is so beautiful. And that's mm -hmm. exactly right. And at this time, this quote, a new age or this, this age that we're in is about reigniting that heaven on earth energy. Um, Wow, I love that you're bringing all of this in. It is um, yeah. just beautiful and to me. Part of why this is so important is because the same way as, you know, you might imagine the planes of, you know, um, Lemuria and the plane of Telos coming back through, you know, the push and pull of magnetic polarity and recoupling and merging together again, that's the action of our eight primordial cells, the four earthbound ones are kind of being pulled in by the four multidimensional ones to kind of couple and merge and combine. And when they do, that's when it affects our DNA in a really multidimensional way. You know, our DNA strands, I think we have about 12 or so, but only two are plugged in. When our primordial cells uh, merge together and, and can, you know, come together just like the planes in the land of Mu, then we bring online a new DNA strand, which is our Palladian strand. And then after that, because, of course, there's always constant shifting and up-leveling, you know, we'll go through that same process of, you know, decoupling and merging, you know, more levels of primordial cells together. And then we've activated the next strand of DNA, which might be Arcturian or Syrian or Lyran. Mm -hmm. So all of this is truly to empower us again, to bring us back into our multidimensional experience physically, emotionally, and universally. Absolutely. Um, I'm so I'm so grateful that um, your work has evolved in this way, Denise, um, because – and someone had asked, and I want to ask you this, so mm -hmm. when all of this starts coming online and activating mm -hmm. and, you know, all of this, um, what have you noticed happening with the pets? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the pets can vibe higher because so can we, right? And so right. as we become more clear in our energy, as we step more into our purpose work, as we start understanding that we are not visitors in the cosmos and galactic space, but we're actually an integral part of it, it's part of our own makeup, when we claim that birthright, then we open up to new energy. We open it up to new possibilities, and there's a joyfulness to it. Right, we're able to to um, step more fully into that 5D and even 6D energy, and when we do, we can connect more deeply with our pets. We start seeing them as more multidimensional as well. Our communication with them opens up a lot more clearly. You know, we don't question so much. There isn't so much of that 3D reality of doubting ourselves, doubting our connection. Am I hearing what they're saying? It's just very much a in lockstep relationship, and with that our pets bring on different behaviors, right? They don't need the on-leash reactivity anymore. We feel safe, secure, grounded in who we are, and we trust that we're on our own safe haven. Now they get to introduce us to different, more galactic, galactic space and elements, so our gifts and abilities open up too. Right. Um, 
<laughs> I want to interject something. You know, the butterfly I told you about outside my window, she's just, she came back and she's just sitting there just flapping her wings, just in a very calm way, right on this beautiful wow. flower. Um, <laughs> I had to share that with you. She's here again. And, so and it's so beautiful because that's mm-hmm. exactly what either our pets do, but also animals in the wild. They're along yeah. for this ride as well with us, right? And so a lot of the roles that our pets and even animals in the wild have been doing is holding higher vibrational energy for us, holding galactic frequencies so that we can kind of attune to it and get used to it before we open up to it more fully and allow it into our energetic space as well. Um, So they have been, you know, they've been acting as our guides, as our beacons. Since those, you know, creation stories of the Garden of Eden, they've always been alongside us, helping us along the process. Yes, I've been intending, Denise, that just cultivating this Garden of Eden here mm-hmm. in my space. And it's interesting with the dogs, um, they're a deer and they just roam in the back. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they're not afraid of me or the dogs or any, they just, mm-hmm. they just graze their whole families and they just, and the dogs, you know, they'll go up to the fence and they all just look at each other. Mm-hmm. They, they don't bark or anything. It's the most beautiful thing. It's like this, Um, it's really amazing to watch so um the peace and And that feels very that feels very much like the land of moo right Mm -hmm. what it was what a lot of us believe to and connect to and you know also getting back to that that moment where you know in the land of moo we actually worked side by side with our animal companions not in terms of pets, but as equals and partners and, you know, lab partners, even, you know, the way that they, they show it. So we're just getting back to that moment. Our pets are, are usually a step ahead of us and the animals. Um, so we're just kind of catching up. But we're all stepping more firmly into this 4 and 5D energy. And we're ready to do it without having to go through all these laborious processes. We're able to work with our pets, with the platings of the primordial cells to get there faster, to understand our emotions from a more multidimensional standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, the Pleiadians who have kind of brought this technology and are working with us in this course say that they are the Pleiadians of the fifth dimension. So they're very close to us in proximity. They're just, you know, I, I like to think of it as one of those, um, you know, those army exercises where you have to go up a wall and there's someone at the top, and they're just pulling you up. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the vibe of what the Palladians and the pets are doing. They're just pulling us up over the wall so we can keep going on our course. Yeah, I love it. You know, I think this is a good time, as you mentioned that, um, to tell people about this class because the 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 next live um, gathering is tomorrow, November 1st. Um, so let's direct people to the page. And then after we're going to do some readings and answer questions, because a lot of people have their hands up and have written in. But uh, if you go to straighttalkforthesoul.com, click on the Marketplace link, and you will find Denise's beautiful face. Click on her picture. And you'll see what we're talking about. Offer A. It's primordial cells, Pleiadians, and our pets. This is um, this is the new um, <laughs> information coming through. So the first off the, the yeah. Yes, <laughs> just from the the first module. It was just recorded this past week, so they'll get to get started on that right away and listen to to that. Mm-hmm. How was mm-hmm. that? So that was. 
fantastic. It really grounded us in everything that we're speaking about here today, because to your point, this is new information. It is layered. It is complex. So the ways that the Palladians kind of explain things is always step-by-step. Step. They start with our chakras, then with our pet's behavior, then they layer in what are the Palladian stars, who are the Palladians, um, you know, their role with the land of Mew and how that um, polarity of, you know, the coupling of planes mirrors our cellular evolution as well. And then we dig deep into the primordial cells, the themes of each, but that's kind of the foundational energy of that first class that was recorded on October 25th. So that's a really good level set um, to, to just ground in the, in the energy and also be able to listen to the replay over and over if you feel or go back to certain parts. Mm-hmm. I also I, am a yeah. big be- yeah. No, I was well, going to say, gonna say I'm, I'm a big believer in multidimensional presentations. So all of the slides have visuals, charts, drawings, nice. and I provide the slides that you can download so that if you want to print it up and study it or add your own notes to the slides, you're able to do so because this is new information, um, and I want everybody to be able to interact with it, whether they're better, you know, with listening or watching or, you know, charts. So it, it's mm-hmm. all very multi multi-dimensional presentation. <laughs> now, I was just going to say the, the all the themes, you know, that mm-hmm. overview of the universal themes, the energetic themes that are associated with, you know, all that our pets reveal to us. I mean, it's just so fascinating and uh, such an opportunity for transformation for everyone. Mm-hmm. But the reason I wanted to dive into this is because tomorrow is module two. It's yeah. live Q&A, live mini readings. Um, what else is going to happen tomorrow? So with this one, I'm so excited. I'm still putting the finishing touches on it. That's how hot off the presses this is. Um, tomorrow, we're going to do a quick overview of what we covered in, in class one, because again, I always like to ground into the foundational information. And then we go deeper into each theme, um, the four themes that are coming through in this course. We talk about which stars they correspond to, uh, which primordial cells they correspond to, which chakras they correspond to, and which pet behaviors they correspond to. So we go a little deeper. Um, we talk about the themes a bit more in depth. We talk about limiting beliefs associated with each. Um, we learn about the stars because the Palladian stars were named after the seven sisters of Greek mythology. And each of those characters have these beautiful traits and characteristics and themes in their own life that personify the themes that we'll be working with. So we'll learn about each of the sisters. Um, and then we'll have a worksheet that we do together because this technology is great in theory, but I want you to learn how to actually apply it in practical terms in your life. So we'll be, you know, I'll, I'll uh, have people share with me, you know, what's going on? Is there a pet behavior you want to work on? So we can use a pet behavior as a starting point and chart it out with all of its multidimensional, emotional, and physical links and then understand how to alchemize it from there. So tomorrow's going to be really exciting, really hands-on. And for anyone who loves a good chart, a reference chart, you'll be psyched because (laughs) everything is provided in really easy, comprehensible terms. Right. So you'll go into more deeply what behaviors um, their pets might be mirroring to draw attention to the themes most pressing within their primordial cells. So 
Amazing. And if you happen to be listening to this later, all of these will be recorded. Um, and there's one other class that's not on here that we're going to add on here on November the 8th. Is that correct? Well, November 8th. Well, that's separate from the course, but still very cool. Um, the third module of this course is going to be on November 22nd. Okay. And the reason for that is I want to, after, you know, understanding the foundational information on Module 1 and then after learning how to alchemize the information for yourself in Module 2, I want to give a few weeks of you guys practicing. And then on November 22nd, we come back and we do a live sharing Q&A where you guys can talk to me about what's working. If you have questions, we'll do many readings. So it's really an opportunity for after you practice it to come back and get clar clarification on anything you need. So that's the course. And then on November 8th, if you sign up, you're invited to join us um, for a live Oracle, um, Oracle card group reading. And this is so much fun. We get together with our soul pack of the Pet Prana membership, and we pull cards for the group, and then we do individual card pulls for each person and their pet. And if nice. you are someone who loves pulling cards, you can pull it for the group as well. It's really inclusive. It's really fun. The November live Oracle card reading is is going to be on November 8th. But if you sign up for this package, you know, after the fact, you know, mid-November, end of November, then you'll be invited to the December Oracle card reading. Um, so you'll always be invited, you know, at, at the beginning mm -hmm. of the month following when you signed up. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, and then offer B is all of that, plus a private session with you. This is what I really recommend just for you'll get everything. Um, and this is really devoted to uh, your your pets <laughs> and intuitive reading. It also includes a numerology assessment um and uh, of your pet's name, of you and your pet's name. Describe what that is. If someone hasn't so, done yeah. that. So the 30-minute private sessions with me, um, you can do them and sign up for them if you have a pet currently with you, if you have a pet that's transitioned, or even if you've never had a pet in your life but you really love animals. Um, as long as we use animals or pets as an access point to open our hearts, I found we get really rich information coming through. And different animal communicators get different sorts of information. Some get, I like this toy. Others get medical intuitive information about their pets. What tends to come through more strongly for me is what's going on in the human's life through the lens of the pet. So our patterns, our relationships, our gifts, our purpose, our galactic connections, that all comes through. Um, and, of course, I also love to pull the numerology on the human's name and the pet's name and kind of compare them to understand each of our tendencies, our overlap, and kind of the lessons we're here to share. So we get to cover a lot within that 30 minutes, and, um, you know, it, it, it's very much back and forth. It's very much a conversation with your pet, your galactic allies, or whatever supporting you in the energy at that moment. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And that is recorded, by the way, for, mm -hmm. for all of you who are interested in um, listening again and again. <laughs> um, okay, my dear, thank you for those beautiful offerings. And for those who are ready to dive in and you're listening to this live, this is the time to register so you can um, participate live tomorrow. But if not, you will get the recording. So, um, Denise, a lot of people have written in. A lot of people, your hands are up. Again, it's star two to raise your hand. Um, 
Describe for people the best way um, for mm -hmm. these in many intuitive readings. What's the what do you need mm -hmm. from them? So for me, what's really helpful to have is your name, your pet's name, if it's a dog, a cat, or, you know, what kind of breed, if they're still with you or they've crossed over, and then a specific question. Usually we don't get as much richness around what does my pet want me to know, but if you say, you know, my dog's been barking a lot, you know, is there something going on there? Um, so, you know, as long as it's, it's a little more specific, you'll get richer reading, but let's play in the energy and, and see what comes through. Yes, I'm in the webcast right now. Um, so I'm going to go to a couple that are here just because they're, mm -hmm. they're specific. And, um, so, uh, Missy Sue in Potomac, mm -hmm. um, said, I'm feeling uh, defeated right now as I'm stuck in mm -hmm. this daily survival mode. Uh, mm -hmm. My dog Skippy is reflecting my root chakra and is getting very protective of me and also his yeah. own space. He's, uh, even barks at me at times. Uh, tried to get a fire warming, warmed and he keeps barking and attacking the matches. I don't feel safe. Any advice would be so loved and appreciated. Oh, dearest Missy, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing this example of, of Skippy and what's going on. And you're absolutely right. The, the behavior of kind of, you know, protectiveness and guarding, that does have to do with the first chakra. So you're right on track thinking that. And the first chakra has to do with the um, first and the eighth primordial cells. Um, it's also linked with um, the multidimensional link are the stars Alcyone in the Pleiadian system, and then also Pleione and Atlas, which is the source, right? It's the parents of the seven sisters. And so what's coming through um, as we, we tap into this is the feeling comfortable at home on this planet. And you, Missy, it's so interesting. When I look at your numbers, you are all heart, all emotion, and all bridge energy. So you take in a lot of the energy from other people. So a lot of the discomfort, the fear, the kind of in-between energy that you're feeling is not yours. It's stuff that you just pick up like a hoover from the collective. The interesting thing is Skippy also holds that 11 energy, but then he's got the triple sevens in his name with the PPY. And so he's your link back to the cosmic stars. So when he's barking at you, he's saying, remember your multidimensionality. Remember that you are more than the human experience. And when you gaze up and look at those stars, and even if you're able to, um, you know, look at the Pleiadian star system and identify it, Remember that you can go there. That's your invitation to your um, your spa treatment is the way that they're kind of showing it. It's this ability to go and nurture for your for, nurture yourself and pick back up elements of you and bring them back so that you're more whole and multidimensional here on Earth. Um, the way he shows it, the way Skippy shows it, is it's almost like when you embody here on Earth, you strip down some elements of yourself so that you could fully experience this earth plane, but you need to go back and grab them now. Um, it almost looks like a snowsuit of such because you need to create a bit more of the barriers around your energy so you don't pick up on everybody else's. Mm -hmm. When you tap into your true essence, you are source energy of tranquility, of brightness, and of beacon energy. So Skippy's helping you remember that. And when you connect with the stars, you're able to see yourself with that same glow and light and remember it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Missy Sue, I hope that you heard that, my dear. Um, mm -hmm. 
MC said, hi, Carrie and Denise. Um, Denise, could you please look at my male cat, Lulu, L-O-U-L-O-U. He has incessant itching and little bumps and scabs Mm -hmm. all over his body that have been more pronounced. Um, Mm -hmm. It seems to me he's new to earth. I'm wondering if the itching has to do with the newness, 5G, or if he's taking on my energy or or a combo. What is your sense? Thanks from us both. I love that. Oh, bless Lulu's heart, and thank you, MC, for sharing. So Lulu is reflecting um, what we see a lot, which is the discomfort in your within your own skin, right? And so whenever we see kind of skin issues, it has to do with um, the third chakra. And in this framework that the Pleiadians shared with us, the pet behavior that you're talking about links to the third and the fifth chakra, the third and the fifth primordial cells. And interestingly, it links to the energy of the Pleiadian star of Electra and Selino. And so this is all about feeling received and a sense of accomplishment. That's what's linked to these multidimensional stars and all of our chakras and pet behaviors that are reflecting it. So this notion of feeling received for who we are and received on this earth is coming through really strongly and prominently. Um, The third chakra also we know has to do with the creative spark, the creative fire. And it's interesting um, because Selino in particular, um, the the Pleiadian star, she was known to – um, she was known to have had children by Prometheus, and Prometheus, we know, brought fire to humanity. He brought enlightenment. He brought knowledge. So what Lulu might be mirroring back to you is issues in your third chakra or themes associated with the third chakra around being a change maker. Lulu's asking and inviting you to consider, have you created output? Have you created things? Have you spoken about? Have you really um, – um, embodied and cocooned in the information you're here to share with humanity, your gifts, your abilities, your insights. Do you have spiritual gifts that you're not putting out because you're nervous about how it's going to be received or if people are going to criticize it or maybe you don't feel ready? You know, it's that whole notion of I don't. if it's not perfect, I'm not putting it out. So mm-hmm. I would have you explore those themes um, because that feels like a little bit of what Lulu might be mirroring with his skin issues. Interesting. Okay. I hope that you heard that, um, MC. Uh, Alan from Ohio. Alan said, hi, Carrie and Denise. Our cat, Pearl, P-E-A-R-L, can be mm-hmm. quite grumpy. Will she accept mm-hmm. a kitten as an addition or will she be aggressive? Mm, let's check in with Miss Pearl. And how do you spell Alan? A-L-A-N. Perfect. Okay. So here's the thing about Miss Pearl. Um, listening here. Okay. Miss Pearl is all about being um, the queen bee, if you will. So she wants to be um, – she doesn't want to be bothered by anyone else. If she was a human, she would decide to be, you know, the, the human who doesn't have children. She'd be the aunt who's eccentric, who's always going on these amazing adventures and studying and doing courses and that kind of thing. So what Pearl is saying is she's not going to be aggressive if you bring in a kitten, but she's also not going to help. So she wants to be really (laughs) clear on that. She's like, not my circus, not my monkeys. 
And so it's really interesting about that, that notion of not my circus, not my monkeys, is that Pearl actually is is reflecting to us issues around the second theme that the Pleiadian shared, which is the issues of belonging. Um, and in particular, the theme of feeling worthy of belonging, right? Because a lot of times when we're dealing with themes of the second chakra, which is being reflected here, um, you know, we don't feel worthy of setting up those boundaries. We think that if we say no, if we set up boundaries, that our relationships are going to suffer, when actually it's quite the opposite, right? When we're very clear on our boundaries, people know what to expect. And then we're not stressed out wondering, how are they going to feel about me? How are they going to, you know, I'm not thinking about how they're going to react and trying to solve it. Um, so Miss Pearl is bringing back these beautiful energies around um, the second and sixth chakra, the themes of, you know, feeling worthy of belonging and finding balance between, um, you know, people pleasing and standing up for our own needs and being clear on those. She's also bringing up the second and the sixth primordial cell to work with. And then as far as the multidimensional link with the Pleiadian stars, the two stars that are coming through are Merope and Taigeta. And Merope, she's so interesting because she was um, a cosmic energy, but she was married to Sisyphus. And we all know the story of Sisyphus and the myth of Sisyphus. He was um, sentenced to pushing a heavy rock up a hill, and it would always roll back down, and he had to keep doing that for eternity. And so when we look at the issues of Merope, especially around boundary setting and Sisyphus, it's that reminder that we don't need to do something just because someone told us to, or we think we've been sentenced to doing that. We can break free from patterns. Um, the energy of Taigeta is the higher vibrational um, version of the Pleiadian stars. And Taigeta actually means long neck. She's the visionary. So she is inviting you to see Pearl in a new light, see her as this mastery boundary setter, and see if there's anything that we or anyone in our family can pick up from that energy and embody it as well, because it's all about that boundary setting and being very clear as Miss Pearl would say, not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> Alan, <laughs> um, I hope that you heard that. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go to some live callers now. Um, first caller again, your name, your pet's name, um, and just a very specific question about what's going on. So I'm going to area code 604. Uh, you're live with us. Hello. Hi. Oh, goodness me. Okay, it's Roberta, Denise, and hello, everybody. Hi, Roberta. Hello. So just quickly, a shout-out. I studied um, interspecies communication many years ago with Denise. She was already a rock star then. So um, <laughs> It's yeah, evolved. <laughs> yeah, it's, she's evolved. Awesome stuff. So, Denise, so lovely to talk to you. My name is Roberta. The cat is MC, or medicine cat, and she mm-hmm. always wants to be close to my body, not on top, but close to me. And what I'm wanting to know is, is she needing something or bringing something or both? Uh-huh. I love that. She's bringing something. And what okay. she's bringing you is um, she's holding your – okay. So you know how in the 50s the doctors would come and they'd have those little medical those little medical cases? Yeah. Um, she's holding your little medical case full of tools. 
because she wants to be at the ready and tapped into when you're doing your energetic work. So what's coming through with her in this theme, which is so interesting, um, is another spin on this theme, that second theme of belonging and being, you know, the higher vibration associated with the theme of belonging that they've shared is being your multidimensional self. The more earthbound is that feeling worthy of belonging. And so the way that it's manifesting for Medicine Cat is she feels insecure and she's not sure she's worthy of being part of the work that you do, or she's not sure that you see her as worthy and an integral part of the work. So she's going to be at the ready to always be there to jump in if you need her. So the way that she kind of explains it is, you know, the people at work who are in first thing and then they're the last ones to leave. And if anyone needs anything, they're like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Whether or not it's part of their job description or it benefits them yeah. it's because they're insecure. They don't want to be overlooked. They feel that if they don't overgive and over deliver, they're not, um, they're not going to be valued. So that's what Medicine Cat is experiencing in the mirroring back is identifying and finding your true value, knowing unequivocally that you are a collaborator in the work. So if you can communicate that to Medicine Cat, I think it's going to make her feel like she's showing me like her chest puffing out, like feeling more proud and seen. Okay. Well, she's <laughs> taking her name very seriously. Uh, so <laughs> I also need to do so. All right. You do, oh because goodness. the thing is that she's saying is you're the galactic shaman, right? You go through and you work. You know, you have one of those little medicine pouches that, that we, you know, we think of with the Native American culture filled with the, the chakra crystal. Um, so you go and you use that technology in different places in the galaxy, in different dimensions, in different realms. So you're always at the ready to go, and she just thinks you have the most exciting job literally on earth. <laughs> um, so that's why she wants to be a part mm-hmm. of it. She's really vying for that, that job position. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm grinning from ear to ear. So uh, thank you so much. I, oh. I know what to do. It's a hard thing. Oh, so, so lovely. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, thanks Roberta for being here. Thank you. So lovely to hear from you, Roberta. Big, big hug. You too. Lots of love, everyone. Lots of love to you, Roberta, and Medicine Cat. I love that. Um, okay, next and caller that actually, I mm-hmm. – You know, that, that's a really interesting thing that, that I, mm-hmm. I, I always like to bring up. As pet parents, we are incredibly intuitive. So whether we gave the name or the pet came to us with a specific name, odds are their names reveal a lot about what we're bringing into our life. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's always interesting to hear these names, learn them, because they're so specific, and they're specific uh, for a reason. Yes. Bodhi and Tiki. <laughs> <For me>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to go to our next caller, um, area code 415. You're live. Hi, Kari. I'm Denise. It's Catherine. How are you? Hi, Catherine. Beautiful. How are you? I'm well. Um, I have been blessed with a new arrival called Arthur. And we're oh. just about a week together. Um, so I'm just curious as to what he's bringing in. I'm getting a very strong sense of my previous um, feline friend, Tigger, with him. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's not a direct incarnation, but I, I sense mm-hmm. a very strong um, mm-hmm. energy there. 
Mm-hmm. And so just to confirm, it's Arthur, and he's a cat. Is that correct? Arthur, yeah. He's just about a seven-week-old kitten at this point. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. So the beauty – man, Arthur, what a powerful name. So the beauty of Arthur and what he brings to the table is a more sense of completion. So he is Tigger Part 2, where Arthur has a 1 and a 9 to start his name, which is in numerology when we see 1 and 9 together, it's like the full story, the completion of the full story, all chapters included. Tigger's name started with a 2 and a 9. So he was pretty complete for you, but he didn't um, work with you on issues around one, which is that foundational grounding aspect of truly knowing who you are. And part of that process was because you needed to go through the loss of Tigger to truly get that full expression of who you are, to know that even in that most difficult, dark moment, you knew who you were and your faith in the universe and your energetic connection was not shook. And so it's so beautiful because Arthur's name is so beautiful. The first thing that came through with Arthur is, is King Arthur, right? And when we deal yeah. with Camelot, you know, you can't think of King Arthur without Guinevere. And Guinevere was the heart. You know, I always associate her with the heart chakra. And the heart has to decide if it's going to choose the logical, practical choice of Arthur or what its soul and, and heart really wants, which was Lancelot. And so all of these things themes come together for you. Um, to work with the fourth theme that the Pleiadians brought through, which is faith. And the earthbound vibration associated with that theme is the notion of feeling purposeful. You know, that knowing who you are and that you're here to do things and that you have the ability to do so. But the higher vibration of it is that knowing that you're connected to a bigger plan, knowing that there's so much more out there and trusting in it. So when um, Tigger transitioned, you really have to step into that energy of having faith that there's a bigger plan and that you remain connected. Um, and that theme also is associated with the, the um, fourth and the seventh chakra, so the heart chakra, which is so beautiful as, you know, Arthur plays with that. And, of course, the seventh chakra, which is all about knowing your place in the universe. So what Arthur is here to help you with through Tigger's, you know, the building upon the work that you did with, with Tigger is really claiming your place in the universe, knowing that you belong and claiming more of your multidimensional connections and, and energy and abilities because they're coming online. And for you, the Pleiadian stars that are kind of supporting you in this mission is one, Maya. She is known as the great mother, the nurturer. She's kind of the heart of the Pleiadian system. And then Starope. And there's something really beautiful about the story of Starope. She's also called Asterope, depending on how you pronounce it. But Starope lends her name to a genus of butterfly. And so it's a beautiful butterfly. But she really holds the energy of that concept of cocooning and trusting that you're going to be going from a land-based energy into a, a sky-bound vibration. So you're going from that caterpillar into that beautiful butterfly that can soar through, you know, the bigger realms that you never could reach before. So Arthur is here supporting you on that journey. Wow. <laughs> That's what I would amazing. say, too. Wow. <laughs> Arthur. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Denise and Carrie, for this portal. I appreciate oh, you both. Thank you 
so much. Thank you. Give Arthur a little hug. Yeah. (laughs) Blessings to you, Catherine, and to your journey with Arthur. So beautiful. Um, Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. These are all so fascinating. (laughs) And the beauty of the course that we're doing is everything's laid out so that anyone can kind of start with a theme and then just point to these things and see how they build upon each other to create these elaborate, energetic stories that the pets are, are weaving for us. Yes. Um, it's so interesting because my two dogs always lay at my feet during the shows and they just lay here and don't move. And But my cat, Jasmine, who never comes in during the show, just wandered in here. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, and I have my headset on, so she can't even hear. I guess she just feels it, but um, she just wandered in here. That was kind of funny. And it's interesting um, because Jasmine holds the energy of Electra, which is fascinating. <laughs> and so the energy of the star, Electra, the Palladian star of Electra, has to do with two things. One is safety and protection because Electra um, was in charge of a, a statue, a Palladium, that kept the city of Troy safe. And when it was destroyed, she, you know, they say that she kind of turned her her, fed, her head away not to watch it, and that's why the star elector is a bit more dim. Um, but with Jasmine in particular, she holds that, that Palladian energy for you. She holds protection. She holds space. And yes. she's very um, discerning about what she lets in. Oh, yes. Yes, right on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, okay, let's go to our next caller, and uh, I'm going to go to area code 917. Uh, you're live with us. Hi there. It's Jennifer and Leo Luna. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi, Denise. Hi, Carrie. Hello. So my, my question is, um, I've, been, I've, been, I've been moving through some upgraded energy, you know, lately, and mm-hmm. It's here and there it's getting me emotional, right? I'm not sad. I basically need just going, all right, let's mm-hmm. work through this. Leo has been on top of me even more. So during those times, mm-hmm. so I guess how do I know? Is he just comforting me or does he need mm-hmm. something from me? Mm, that's a beautiful question. So what you both need is one and the same. Um, that's, that's kind of what, what comes through right off the bat. But let me tap into this. So what Leo is doing is he's almost acting as a protective energy over you, almost as if, and and this, you know, it's not this violent, but that's the only visual that I can have as shorthand that they're giving me. It's almost like, you know, in the movies when there's an explosion, somebody jumps on top of the other to protect them, or even in Friends Mm -hmm. when Joey, like, protected the sandwich, but Chandler thought he was protecting him. That's Mm -hmm. the, the energy that Leo Luna is doing. Um, to kind of protect you from, from emotions. And so what he's doing is he's mirroring your mom's energy. Your mom, when she's trying to protect you from sadness, protect you from disappointment, protect you from energy, um, that she doesn't, that, you know, she, as, as her, as a mom, she just wants everything to be rosy and easy for you, her daughter that she loves so much. So Leo Luna is kind of asking that out. So as you move through this energy, they're going to ask you to tap into the energy of that theme of the first, that first theme of safety, um, the multivibrational energy being your own safe haven and the earthbound version of it simply feeling safe. 
But the multidimensional links to the Pleiadian stars is going to be Cleon and Atlas. They're the source energy. They're the parents of the, the Pleiadian stars. So tapping into that beautiful, um, you know, I know the earthly experiences and decluttering my emotions here might be hard, but I can always go up to the Pleiadian and Atlas star and just almost be in a, a, like a hyperbolic chamber up there to just allow it to flow out without the emotions coming through. And then tap into Alcyone because Alcyone represents the first chakra of the Palladian system. And with her, she holds the vibration of tranquility and calm. And also she's associated with the moon. So there we go with Leo Luna. Um, so that's what's coming through is, is a lot of the translation of your mom wanting to protect you. Uh -huh. Got it, got it. Yeah, because I, you know, like I said, I'm not, the things that are coming up aren't too intense for me and in my human mm -hmm. self. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's stuff I need to clear through. So I'm kind of mm -hmm. like, I'm not really sad, you know, yeah. and I see I'm crying just to get it out. And so I, I was worried about him in a sense of, is there something else he and needs? And it might so. be a conversation that you have with your mom, um, because mm. what's really interesting is, so you're not too bothered by it, right? But you're worried about, is it bothering Leo Luna? Same thing with your mom. Mm -hmm. You know, even though it might not be too intense, she's worrying about if it's bothering you. So you can tell your mm. mom in the energy, Mom, I'm fine. This is this is a drop in the bucket. This doesn't bother me. I don't want you to spend your time, you know, worrying about me or trying to shield me. Maybe there's certain times in my life that you did, and maybe I need to revisit those. But let's talk about how I want you to appear in my life now. Let's have more fun together. Don't mm. worry about the mom stuff. Let's be friends. I oh, got it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, mm -hmm. Jennifer. Um, oh, thank you both so much. Yeah, oh, glad thank you're you here. Yes, lots of love, Jennifer and Denise. Thank you for that. Um, I'm going to go to another caller. <laughs> um, area code 951. You're live. Hi. Hi. This is Layla. Hi, Layla. I'm asking about my cat. His his name is Jax, but I call him Jaxie, and I call him Jiggy Jiggy Jaxie. <laughs> and um, he's um, mirroring um, my eating, which has gotten really mm -hmm. kind of out of control in since this mm -hmm. big transformation happened a couple years ago of mm -hmm. binging. Mm-hmm. So what did you tell me about that? Yeah, I've been doing I'm this so since I'm nine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch your your name. What did you say your name was? Layla, L-E-I-L-L-A. L-L-A, beautiful. And Jax is J-A-X? Yeah. Lovely. Okay, so first right off that bat, that triple three um, is in numerology that you have with the double L's is um, the cosmic parent, right? So it's very connected to star energy, to galactic energy. So you hold a lot of that multidimensionality in your body. So what's coming up with the um, with the overeating are twofold. One is it's a sense of grounding, right? It's sort of like if I'm expanding and I'm living in my emotions and my mental, you know, body and kind of exploring the energy and the cosmos, then sometimes I forget to ground. So it's almost like creating a little bit of an anchor. It's the sense of grounding and satiation. It mm -hmm. also has to do with the sense of um, 
you know, do I have enough? And if not, do I need to store it just to be careful, you know, to be safe? And this has to do with ties that uncovered for you about, um, oh, how do I say this? Not a cosmic war, but there was a shortage. There was a destruction. There was something that went on on a cosmic existence realm, planet, reality, life, however you want to say it, that you experienced. So the same way that after, you know, a world war, you know, people change their behaviors and attitudes towards, you know, food and, and spending money, you had that experience as well, but it had to do with a, a war, an event that happened in a galactic lifetime that you remembered and uncovered. So what they're doing is this is associated with the theme of safety, right, that first theme again. So tapping into Alcyone, tapping into Planus, Pleone, and Atlas star, that's going to be very helpful. And remembering Atlas is coming through for you um, it, with the metaphor of we know Atlas carried the world on his shoulders. Um, you kind of do that as a way to stay grounded and anchored and tethered down to this earth because there's this fear that you might just, you know, float away or, or, you know, go away. Remember that you don't need to do that. You don't need to weigh yourself down um, energetically or even physically in that regard. So remembering that you're safe, that there's enough to go around, and that um, you'll never experience shortage, war, um, or displacement again. That's going to help both you and Jack. And it comes in the form of actually saying that on a daily basis for like 30 days to really let it ingrain. And you want to hear yourself say it. So use your voice to put that out um, so you can hear it yourself versus just thinking it. Wow. Wow. That was powerful. <laughs> wow. Thank you so, the so other much. Thing also, yeah. yeah. So, Layla, if you, I don't know if, when people hear these kind of readings, sometimes they'll be like, oh, I'm going to go watch Star Trek or I'm going to watch Star Wars to really kind of understand what happened there and how it, let's not do that. We really want to let that go. We want to watch anything or tap into things where, there's collaboration and beauty, more Lemurian energy in the cosmos versus going into and trying to figure out what that might have been. Okay. Good point. Mm-hmm. Layla. Thank you. <laughs> so interesting. Wow. That's yeah. so fascinating, and I'm so grateful. Oh, Aww. we're grateful you're here. Oh. And come back and listen to that again. There was quite a bit in there for you. (laughs) All right, Layla. So much love to you and uh, blessings to you both. Um, Okay, Denise. um, I'm going to go back to our webcast because a lot of people wrote in. Take a few more before we wrap Mm -hmm. up. Um, Okay. Gosh, there's so many to choose from. Okay, okay, Pam, right here at the top. Pam from Tempe um, said, my dog, Clea, C-L-E-A, and her name is Pam, got hit by a car, and I want to know, what was she here to show me? That was her first question. Pam, bless your heart. So let me just feel into this. Oh, man. So Clea, it's really interesting, you know, and and it's interesting how the readings come and in what order. Clea also has that 33 energy in her within her name, so it's that cosmic parent, that connection to the galactic. 
So Clea shows that um, what she was really here to do is what we were talking about earlier in this conversation, which is help you attune to the energies of the galactic and cosmic partners. So by her holding it, embodying it, and you hugging her, interacting with her, her filling up your space, you were able to sample and acclimate to those galactic energies, which are ready to open up to you more fully in deeper expressions, especially in light language. So she was here as a um, filter almost, but then she was you were ready to, to keep it going yeah. on your own. And that's very much why it was a quick exit. It wasn't okay. something that she needed long treatment for. It's just like my role here is done. She's ready. Great. I'll meet her in the energy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said, I had a dog named Shadow, S-H-A-D-O-W, and he disappeared one day, and I don't know what happened to him. I want to know what he was here to show me. That's so interesting. So, again, how the name, mm-hmm. right, exactly. kind of, um, are telling. So Shadow, his name starts with that 18, and it ends with an 11 with the 65. So he's very much as above, so below, very, um, you know, if we think of the figure eight and that infinity sign um, in the course that the Pleiadians sent, it, it is very much a signal about traversing realms and being able to stretch across different dimensions. Um, so Shadow was really here to play and experiment with that. It feels like his role was really just opening your heart, if anything, Um, but he was here more for himself to play in that expansive, that stretching between realms, between dimensions, because he never had to do it in such a dimensional body, in a carbon-based, more dense body. Um, So this was as much of a learning experience for him as it was to just open your heart. You know, he has that four energy smack dab in the middle of his name. Um, but he was experiencing all of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for that, Pam. There you go. I hope that you heard that. Um, and I love know. that question because, yeah. um, you know, our animal companions, sometimes a lot of times they embody here to learn as well as we are, you know, like, so they also have lessons and things they want to play with and learn. And of course, you know, they spend time with us along the way, but sometimes our lessons aren't as closely linked. It's more we get to learn together alongside each other, keeping each other company. Um, and that, I think that's a really interesting thing that Shadow brought to the table. He was playing and learning his own gig here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all so fascinating. Um uh, and they just keep coming in. Um, I'm going to go to Janelle, though. I was about to read mm-hmm. her. She's from Montana, J-E-N-E-L-L-E. Uh, mm-hmm. She said, hi, Carrie and Denise, loving this beautiful call. Um, the question I have is that I've been feeling the need to find a female dog or puppy for myself in our house. Is it just mm-hmm. me wanting more feminine energy in my boy-filled home, or do you sense a new <laughs> puppy for us in the future? Um, mm. Grateful for you both. That's Janelle. That's so beautiful, Janelle. I love that. So, Janelle, you have um, two master vibration energies within your name. Um, No surprise, you have that 33 over 6, that cosmic connection, and then you have the 11 over 2. And what is really coming through is the cosmic connection that is looking to – to embody with you. That sisterhood is really what you're searching for. It might not manifest as a puppy, but what really wants to come through is the sisterhood of the Venusian planets. 
you have this huge connection to um, – and so it, the Venusians are coming online. I'm feeling more and more that people are, are embodying and stepping into their connection with them. The Venusians are this kind of muse energy. They are, um, you know, I associate them with light purple. They're very much, you know, muses, flowing, um, feminine, divine feminine. And, in fact, I, I – I, feel there's a little bit of Venusian influence in the seven Pleiadian sisters and in who they are and the grace that they bring to the sky, kind of that divine grace. So what you're craving right now is sisterhood and tap into the Venusian sisterhood because they're looking for you to open to that galactic energy and connection and relationship that is very strong within your your realm. And the reason for that is it helps inspire you to do more feminine things. They're showing, like, dances with veils, like, that kind of thing. Like, not necessarily that you have to do that, but that vibe. Like, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they want to bring forth more of your divine feminine embodiment and allow you to actually translate it into this world to utilize it. Um, the other galactic energy that comes through for you also is Vega energy um, from the Vega star system. And they, I associate with kind of like a richer forest green, and they're very tied to the elementals. So you have a lot of this female, gentle, slight, beautiful muse, like ethereal female energy in the galactic cosmic sense that is looking to connect in with you. So feel into that first and then see if you still feel you want to bring a puppy in. Who knows? They might bring one in themselves. Um, but it almost feels that if you grabbed a puppy or, or adopted a puppy without connecting with them first, you'd get the biggest tomboy of a puppy there was. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, Janelle. Um, thank you for being here, and I hope that you heard that. Um, <laughs> Sherry said, "This is possum." Okay, okay. Pippa from Glastonbury said, "Hi, Carrie and Denise. Why has a stray cat that I call Angel?" left me her kitten that I, I'm calling Kit. Is he a reincarnation of some of my previous cats, or is he held, here to help me in some way? That's Pippa, oh P-I-P-P-A. Okay, so let me check in. Okay, so it's it's interesting because you, Pippa and Kit, have this really interesting connection with um lack of grounding almost is, is the way that they, they kind of put it crudely. But Kit, Kit's name is basically 211 side by side. And 11 is that master vibration of connection to the other side, connection to the other energy, connection to the ethereal, and being able to very easily traverse through the, the veils. Um, your energy, Pippa, with those Ps, it's all seven energy. And seven's all about kind of uncovering the mysteries of the universe. So if we were to kind of tap into the energy of you and Kit, it's like you guys are always off on an adventure, off on an energetic adventure, thinking about something, daydreaming, tapping into something, philosophizing about something. And so that's why Angel left you Kit, so that you have someone to go on those journeys with you. Kit Kit absolutely wants to stay by your side. You two are cut from the same lot, same um, from the same cloth. You guys get each other, and Kid is going to prove to be one of the best companions that you've oh. ever had. It's effortless, it's extensive, it's expansive, and it's just 
absolutely beautiful. Um, and so the first place that they're asking you to use as a jumping off point is the Palladian star of Starope. Um, and she's the seventh star within the chakra system. And it's interesting because they're like, no, 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 Pippa and Kit, they're beyond the Pleiades. They're, they're going deeper and farther, but they're almost saying it almost like a trampoline. Jump off the earth use um, Starope as the jumping off point and then keep going. Um, and part of that is because the energy of the consciousness of Starope wants to come with you and Kit, which is so interesting. Wow. I lo- Pippa, I was going back because she wrote in a few times. It, mm-hmm. she, it's interesting because she had just um, accepted an offer on her house when the mother brought this kitten to her. And then she pops mm-hmm. in to check on her, but she said, I'd love to know, you know, why she's coming if I should – take her with me and so yes mm. <laughs> she's yes. going to go on this adventure with you Pippa how beautiful absolutely oh my gosh and remembering that Starope is associated with the butterfly and you know the butterfly just soars it goes and it goes beautifully effortlessly and it flutters you know lightly um so that's kind of the vibe that that's encompassing that relationship or enveloping mm. that relationship wow okay Pippa I hope you heard that um Melissa from Portage. Uh, Melissa said, I lost my soulmate, Fawn, F-A-W-N, in July. Uh, with such a shock. I really feel I can't be here without her. I want to know about why and how. Um, what can you share with her about Fawn? I don't know what kind of animal um, Fawn was. Yeah. So Fawn's energy, oh my goodness. First of all, Melissa, I'm so sorry. I know how difficult it is when, when our animals aren't embodied here with us. And so truly what this um, is bringing up is that second theme, the theme, the theme of belonging, and where do I belong if I'm not with my loved ones? Um, and She's that's a dog, by the way. She was a dog. She's she a dog. And so, mm-hmm. so that's what's coming on. So like, uh, and, and, and a little bit of that belief of if I'm not surrounded by the ones I love, I can't ri- I can't lead that rich life. I can't create a rich life on my own. And what Fawn is sharing with you is Fawn has that amplified 55 energy in her name, which is all about adventure, exploration. And I like to, you know, think of the number five in terms of a dolphin, you know, going in and out of emotion. She just said that. To- <gasps> she said we oh, were like wow. two peas and together she also felt so dolphin-like. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. And wow. so that's that validation that you two are connected. You can still connect, but that you're really here to explore, to be on this earth, to, to see it through um, beautiful light. And you also have a lot of the Syrian energy supporting you as well, Melissa. Um, you, with those double L's, you also have um, – well, whether or not double L's, you have a lot of the galactic energy within you, and it's associated with the, the um, Syrians. Um, so check into that beautiful galactic cosmic dolphin energy, cosmic whale energy, and one thing that can help with the grief and also create a sense of um, belonging and grounding is listening to, like, whales. Um, sometimes you can find on YouTube, like, these beautiful melodies that include the song of whales. That speaks to your soul and it grounds you back into your body and it reminds you of the joy that you can experience because when you're feeling joyless, you've also left your body because it's almost like you're searching for Fawn's energy. Um, so go back into your body and allow the joy to be experienced and allow Fawn's energy to come to you and hang out with you. 
Mm, I love it's that. like separation wow. anxiety mm. um, flips, right? It's like the human has the separation anxiety. <laughs> right. Yeah. Melissa, I hope that you heard that. Um, Janelle wrote back in and said, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. That was so accurate. I deeply resonate mm-hmm. with the Venusian energy and the groovy, effortless, effervescent flow. Um, yeah, she'll, t- yeah, she, it's a long message. She's thanking you. She says, I'll take your advice and tune into more of the Venusian influence. So grateful. What a blessing. Full spectrum of love to you both. Thank you, Janelle. Oh, how beautiful. Um, thank you. Um, Terry, T-E-R-R-Y from Sturgeon Bay. <laughs> said, my cat Phyllis, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S, um, came to me from a local shelter. She was nine years old then, and at the time, she showed me an overlay of herself as a leopard kitten. I've always wondered <laughs> why and what, what was the reason for, show, for her showing me so, herself as a leopard. Mm, that's so beautiful. So this is what's coming through so beautifully about Phyllis and about what she was reflecting in you, Terry. Um, so in doing that, um, Phyllis was bringing you back to this theme um, associated also with the second theme of being your multidimensional self and associated with the star of Tigetta. Because what Phyllis was showing you in that moment is that part of your gifts and abilities here on Earth is be able to see people's potential and what they're ready to step into and how they can truly vibrate at, at bigger levels. Not that it's your responsibility, and this is where that kind of um, earthbound energy of the second chakra comes in that's tied also to the theme. It's not your responsibility or your burden to help people see that or transform them, but for those who are ready to up-level and be more multidimensional, you are the perfect um, catalyst to help them see a higher dimensional version of themselves. Just like you saw, you know, this tiny little pet turn into this leopard cat, you can look at a human and be like, here's what you could be. Here's your potential. Here's what you're ready to step into. Um, And that's part of you being a visionary and using your clairvoyance and just seeing beyond the immediate appearances. So link into that star of Tigessa and really claim her. Claim her energy. Claim her gifts. Um, because you, too, are stepping into a bigger potential. Well, love it. Love it. Um, Carrie, I hope that you heard that. Um, and Melissa just wrote back in and said, oh, my gosh, I love the whales and the sounds. I have lost all of my human family and animals, so I love this so much. I've always felt mm. like an explorer, so bless you. Um, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she just said thank you so much, Denise, for your um so you're so in touch. Love, love, love. Thank you, Melissa, mm. for sharing. Um she said I can't stop crying. Sad and joy together. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you, Melissa. Aww. Um so I'll beautiful. read one more from Tama, T A M A. Tama. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, this call is so cool and detailed. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> and what an awesome superpower Denise is. I agree. Um, she said, I'm in a position where the ranch dogs bark, bark away when I come up. And the ranch mm. cats have their kittens at my house and the cows um, have their calves near my house. What is all that about? <laughs> That's so beautiful. So this is your Pleiadian connection. 
Um, like the Pleiadians and the, Pleiades, the stars of Pleiades birth our souls into this earth plane um, and in doing so are able to infuse multidimensional energy into us at the cellular, emotional, and, um, and energetic level, you do the same. Um, they come to you because you are here to help birth souls into this earth plane and especially those of animals. Um, and the reason for that is you help them. It's like you infuse this coding that happens to help them understand what it's like to be human and how they can kind of hold the energy. Because as these little animal souls come into this earth plane, you know, just like when we're, we're born, it's a little bit of a shock. It's like, whoa, what is this change in temperature? What is this suit that I'm wearing? Why are people having all these emotions? Why can I see them but nobody else seems to? Like, there's a lot of this, like, whoa, overwhelm. So you are a little bit of that cosmic doula helping the animals understand what they're, um, what they're being birthed into so that they can maximize it and really um, uh, tap into the lessons that they're here to learn in this embodiment alongside us on Earth. So for you, the energy coming through is that theme of safety and especially the stars of Cleon and Atlas. And the beauty of Cleon and Atlas, which are the parent stars of the Pleiadian sisters, is Atlas was a, was a titan and Cleon was a zenith. So their relationship is a true testament to stretching be, between realms, to creating despite being from different realms, and for love kind of conquering across different realms. So, you know, that's what you're doing with the animals. You're helping them span into this realm. Um, so that's really beautiful to take on that first theme of mm -hmm. um, safety and how you can be the safe haven to those animals being birthed around you. Aww. Beautiful, Tama. She had also said, yay to our lovely animals. Thank you, Denise and Carrie. Um, connecting our animals with the stars feels so right on. She did say, my cat friend, Max, M-A-X, mm -hmm. her name's Tama, T-A-M-A, was mm -hmm. diagnosed with a rare kidney disease. Can you tell me what mm. this is all about, please? I love him so much. Mm, interesting. So let me tap in. So Max, holds a lot of the same energy as you do with that 41. So everything that he does and experiences is through the heart. So he's incredibly loving. And what he's bringing through for you, and this is going to be something you work on, and it has to do with um, themes of the second chakra, but also themes of the seventh chakra of being connected to a bigger plan. Um, it's that notion of caring for others. So, you know, as he's diagnosed, he may need extra attention, extra care, but then always knowing when it's time to say, you know, to help him say goodbye if he needs that help, to help him disembody. Um, so you guys are going to work through those patterns together of when do I accept the medicine, when do I say that's enough medicine or, you know, treatment or whatever it may be, and when it's time to go, how can we make it okay for each other? Um, so that's what you guys are working on together, remembering that whenever he's disembodied, he's still right next to you in the energy. Hmm. Beautiful. Tama, I hope that you heard that, my dear. And wow, we got to a lot of you. And um, for those of you who wrote in or had your hands up that I didn't get to, hopefully you received a lot of um, just love being here and hearing all of this wonderful information. And I want to remind all of you of the opportunity to explore this further. And if you're listening live, remember there's a live a module in the uh, 
the package on your first special offer tomorrow, which is November the 1st. So mm-hmm. say yes and participate. <laughs> and if you get offer B, you get, you know, all of that plus the private session where you can really go deeper with the animal communication um, and uh, numerology assessment, et cetera. So, Denise, that was so beautiful and fun, multidimensional. <laughs> um, I loved it. And I love your energy, Denise. It's always so bright and inspiring. And you're always so beautifully in your heart. Um, so thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. And just one final thought about, you know, the, the Palladians and why we're so connected with them. And I, I, what I loved is through these readings, we got to know each of the Palladian stars and the sisters a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But there's such a that beautiful parallel, right? And this is where, um, you know, mythology and culture is so rich and deep. You know, if we think of the, the, the Palladian stars, basically, you know, the myth goes there's seven sisters who Zeus you know, turned into cosmic stars to escape the advances of the hunter Orion. So basically we're talking about these seven Earth, Earth-bound sisters who, with the help of something um, more multidimensional, rose above and started living comfortably in the universe as stars. And it's just such a beautiful parallel to what the Pleiadians are helping us do, right? They're helping take us from that earthbound existence and reality and inviting us to live more fully and more brightly in the universe and the cosmos and more multidimensionally. Um, so I, I so appreciate everybody hanging in there because I know this is dense information. Um, but when you really get down to it, when you look at the themes, when you learn about each star and how they match with the chakras and the cells, you know, it truly is universal. There's something really familiar about all of it. So thank you for letting me explore that <laughs> alongside you and your pet. Oh, wow. Very illuminating and empowering. <laughs> and and you were so right on with so many of the, the readings. And uh, so thank you, Denise. Um, I hope that those of you who want to take this further will will do so. So, Denise, um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing and expanding on this work. It's so beautiful, the evolution of it all. So we'll see what happens next time. (laughs) You know, as you stay open to all of this, it's pretty amazing. I don't know anyone who's doing this quite like you are. It's such a, a beautiful gift that you have. So. Oh, well, thank you. It's all, it's, I feel like I, um, you know, it's something that I get to bring to people and it's, you know, I'm just as excited because I learn about it as well. This is not of me, it's through me. And um, that's the most exciting part is just learning about new things and exploring new possibilities. Mm-hmm. Well, I hear the excitement within you. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much love to you and to everybody who's joined us or who will listen to this. Thank you for the gift of your time, your openness, your love, and your presence today. We hope that you receive the insights, the new awarenesses, um, just this soulful, um, just these illuminating like pieces of knowledge and awareness. It's so incredible. So I hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I'm sending waves and waves of love and light and joy from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and then offer it to those you encounter today uh, or tonight, wherever you are in the world. And as always, until next time, 
which is tomorrow. Uh, please give yourself full <laughs> permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and of course, own that amazing, beautiful, powerful glow of yours. Uh, take flight, beacons of light, and I will see you back here in this playground of light again tomorrow. Uh, bye, everybody.